Hello, friend. I'm Mike McCurry, and you're listening to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. Greatly appreciate your attention today. I'm looking forward to jumping back into a message from 1979 brought to you by this program and the preacher of the hour, Dr. Paul Levine. Of course, Dr. Paul was the founder of this storied ministry. We have a goodly heritage here at Bible Tracks Incorporated. Realize this radio broadcast is only on the air because Dr. Paul was led of God to begin it in 1958. I'm looking forward to what God has for us today. We're going to jump back in just as Dr. Paul was wrapping up the introduction to this thought. He's talking about Jesus' disciple, a man named Peter, and the fact that he, Peter, was often full of something called chaff, full of hot air, full of self, full of pride. You know, I'm so glad that you and I, that we serve a God that allows us, you and me, allows us to be used in a powerful way in spite of the fact that chaff makes up a large percentage of who we are sometimes. If you're trying to figure out what I'm talking about, stick around. Dr. Paul is going to explain it better than I could. Now, in just a moment, we're going to rejoin Dr. Paul Levine with this excellent message from all the way back in 1979. The title is this, Peter in the Sifter. And here's the thought, here's the theme that I'd like you to grab onto. It makes up the first point of this message, but what is the devil's purpose? Have you ever wondered that? What is the devil's purpose? Well, Dr. Paul is going to begin to peel back the curtain and give us a sneak peek of what the devil's purpose is and how you and I can take note, can take notice of that for the purpose of living for God in a more and a more powerful way. Thank you so much for listening today. Listen now to Dr. Paul Levine. The Lord says to himself, Now I know that Peter has got some chaff in his life, but I also know something else. I know there's some wheat there too. I know that he loves me. I know he's a big bag of wind, and I know he blusters a lot, and I know he pops off a lot, and I know he's hot-headed. And I know all that, but I also know that there's some genuine business about Peter. I know he loves me, and I know he, he means it when he says he, wanted, he wants to stand true to me and all of that. But I just, I believe I'll just let the devil put Peter through the sifter for two reasons. Now, I forget this is, uh, I should stay here. Uh, the, the Lord says, I'm going to, I'm going to let the devil put Peter through the sifter for two reasons. Number one, I need to teach Peter a lesson. Now, what kind of lesson? Same lesson you and I need to learn. The Lord said to himself, I'm going to have to teach Peter. He's got to pray more. And he better read the Bible more. And he better realize that by himself he's weak. And he can't withstand the temptations without my strength and my, without my help. And I've got to teach him that he's got to, he's got to have his devotions. He's got to be faithful with his family altar. He's full of pride. He thinks he's stronger than everybody else. Because when I came to, the, to Peter and I said, Now, Peter, the devil wants to sift you that he may, uh, that he wants to, he wants you to, he wants to sift you as wheat. And, and Peter says, Oh, 
He said, and then, and then the Lord says, I prayed for you. And Peter said, that's nice of you, Lord. I'm glad to know that you're praying for me. But really, you don't need to pray for me. It's Andrew, my kid brother, you better pray for. Now, he's the sissy, and he's the weakling. And every time he got in a fight, I had to bail him out. And I had to knock the block off of the other kid that was beating him. And Andrew's kind of like a little mama's boy. And then there's John and a few of the other disciples. But now, you better pray for them. Now, I don't need too much praying for, see? Now, there's the chaff. So I've got to teach Peter that he's weak and that he's proud and that he's arrogant and that he needs my help and needs my strength. And then, while I'm at it, I'll just teach the devil something. Now, for you theologians, I can imagine the Lord saying, I'm going to teach, I'm going to give the devil a lesson in one-point Calvinism. <clears throat> you know, there's five points in Calvinism. I'm going to give him a lesson in one point and that's that one point of persevering, the perseverance of the saints. I'm going to prove to the devil that once I save somebody, they're saved forever. And so the devil needs to learn a lesson. And Peter needs to learn a lesson. So, okay, okay, Mr. Devil, I'll just let you put Peter through the sifter. And then when the Lord comes and tells Peter, Peter, oh boy, said, Lord, that's fine, but I don't really, you don't have to worry about me, I'll not fall. All right, now then, three things quickly. Number one, Satan's purpose. What is the devil's purpose in all this? Why did he want to sit Peter? Why did he want to put Peter through a process whereby everybody else would see the chaff in his life instead of the wheat? You know why? He's out to wreck Peter's testimony just like yours, yours, yours and mine. Now, he wants to wreck your testimony and mine in front of our, of our family. It would be wonderful if the devil could wreck your testimony so that your wife would say, my husband's a no-count Christian. Wouldn't it be awful if your wife didn't think you were a good Christian? And if the devil could destroy your testimony before your wife, he'd do it. It's the devil's business. That's the devil's purpose is to ruin your testimony and ruin mine. He'd like to ruin your testimony in front of your boy. Ever hear about the little boy? He said, stand up on his daddy's lap, little fella. And he said, Daddy, what's a Christian? And so daddy started to explain to this little boy, Exactly what a Christian is. Went through the whole thing. And then the little boy says, Daddy, have I ever seen one? See? That's what the devil wants. The devil wants our wives to say, if you were a Christian, you wouldn't have said that. If you were a Christian, you wouldn't act like that. See? That's what the devil wants. He wants our wives to see the chaff and not the wheat. He wants our kids to see the chaff and not the wheat. So what's Satan's purpose in this? Satan's purpose is to destroy Peter's testimony. Maybe, the, uh, you know, the devil's not omniscient. He doesn't know everything, but maybe he had some inside information. Maybe he knew that the Lord was going to use Peter on the day of Pentecost. I don't know how he knew it, but maybe he did. Maybe he could see that in Peter there were great possibilities and a great future, just like he sees the same thing in some of you men here today. You have great possibilities of being used for God. If the devil can wreck those possibilities and wreck your life and destroy your testimony, boy, he'll, go, he'll do it. He'll do, he'll do anything to do it. And he may have seen in Peter, boy, here's a power that God can use. Who knows? He might be a great preacher someday. Who knows? He might write part of the New Testament. I better destroy his testimony. The devil couldn't destroy his salvation, but he could destroy his testimony. He could separate the wheat from the chaff in such a way that everybody see the chaff would bless God. He couldn't get rid of that wheat. See? All he could do is get people to see the chaff. And so it's the devil's business to wreck 
his testimony and yours and mine. He just like our families and our neighbors to see chaff. He don't want them to see what's genuine. You know something? You and I are only as good a Christians as we are at home. That's all better Christians we are. If you and I are better Christians in church than we are at home, then we're just putting on a show in church. We're only as good as we are at home. We're only as good a Christian as the people who know us the best think we are. Now, you don't know whether I'm a good Christian or not. You, don't, you haven't seen me around much. But if you want to find out whether I'm a good Christian or not, the, the person to ask is not somebody around here. Go home and ask my wife. Now she knows. Don't go right away, though. <laughs> Wait a while. But <laughs> don't get too big a hurry about that. But now your wife knows how good a Christian you are. Your wife knows whether you read the Bible with her. We don't. Your wife knows whether you read the Bible and pray with your family. We don't. But your wife does. See? And if there's chaff in your life, she's the one that sees it, most of it. Maybe somebody down at the shop sees it. If, you, if you're a carpenter and you haul off and hit your fingernail instead of the ten-penny nail, and you let off an a, a oath and, and stomp around in a fit of temper and act like a heathen, well, then the men at work see that, too. That's chaff. That's what they see. They know whether you tell dirty stories or not. We don't. If you tell dirty stories, that's chaff. If you listen to a dirty story, that's chaff also. See, they know that. The people are close to us. They're the ones that see the chaff. And they know whether we're good Christians or not. But isn't it sad that the, the devil has destroyed so many men's testimonies? Oh, he's done a lot. You know, there's a seminary in this country, one of the biggest. And I heard or read not too long ago that they have a blacklist of 50 of their graduates. 50 of them. They have 50 graduates who are on a blacklist and they cannot be recommended to preach anywhere. None of them. None of them. 50 of them. And this was a few years ago. Now, what's the matter? Here's, here's these young fellows that have gone all the way through high school and they've gone all the way through college or Bible school somewhere and then they've gone through four years of seminary. And after all of the high school and all of the Bible college, and now four years of seminary, you'd think if they invest that much money and invest, and invest that much time and that much work and that much study, they're dead sure going to guard lest something happen so that they can't use all that knowledge in the Lord's work. But you know what? Fifty of them on the blacklist because of immorality in their lives. Boy... The devil put them through the sifter and down they went. Everybody saw the chaff and everybody says, yeah, look at them. They're college graduates, they're high school graduates, they're seminary graduates. But we don't want them preaching in our churches. What a sad illustration. Can I tell you that this here, what you just heard, is one of the reasons why we, including me, here at Bible Tracks Incorporated, why we need your prayers. We don't want to become unusable. We don't want to become unfit for the master's use. Yes, do we take special precautions, and we'll talk more about that tomorrow, but can I tell you, friend, that in spite of precautions, the devil, oh, he's an insidious one. He's an evil one. He's a wicked one. He can do many bad things to good people, except for the fact that God is the one who at the end of the day, if he allows him or says no, then that's that. 
think of Job and the testing that he went through. It only came about because God allowed it. Friend, can I ask you to pray for us? Would you pray a hedge of protection around us here? Myself, my family, our whole team here at Bible Tracks Incorporated. We don't want to become an illustration like what you just heard. Let me encourage you to also be careful. Let me encourage you to be prayerful and mindful for yourself. Peter in the sifter. That's the title of the thought this week from Dr. Paul Levine. Let me encourage you to join us for the remainder of this week. We're going to deal some hard-hitting truths that may just possibly apply to you. I want to thank you so very much for listening today. My prayer is that you and yours have a great day for His glory. Don't be a stranger. Join us tomorrow right here on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.